0: hello everyone welcome to our podcast the little women we are three best friends who wanted to create a platform to communicate with an audience similar to our age teenagers we discuss relevant topics from significant movements to simple teenage issues that feel like the end of the world be on the lookout for our special guest episodes to hear about all the different kinds of people who have taken their time to not only educate us but also you guys giving an endearing insight into their lives
1: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Little Women podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. We think you're going to really like it. Before we get into it, however, we wanted to take a minute to give a quick mention about a podcast that we have been enjoying lately. We think it's super important in the podcast community to hype each other up. So if you guys have any podcast recommendations for us, we'd love to hear them in the podcast review section or our Instagram DMs. This week, we're talking about She's All Talk. She's All Talk is a podcast by an Australian journalist in her 20s, diving into topics relevant to the zeitgeist. I absolutely love how personal these episodes are. It genuinely feels like you're just having a chat with a friend whilst listening. The host chats about all things pop culture, current affairs, the internet and navigating your 20s, in the hope of educating others and just to have a yarn. It's a show by a young person for young people, to create a space to talk about what's going on in the world. I feel like you can just listen to this podcast be entertained and also learn about what on earth is going on during the week. So make sure you guys tune in for interesting guests, deep dives into the news cycle and chats about the stuff that matters. All of the information you need will be in the podcast description. So without further ado, let's get on into the episode. Hi everyone, in today's episode we are super excited to be joined by Lauren Hun otherwise known as your internet big sister. On TikTok, Lauren makes super helpful advice videos, answering follower questions, and giving you all of the big sister advice you need. Lauren now has over 160,000 followers on TikTok. And today she's going to be chatting to us about her journey and why she started these videos. So thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, So we've got a new segment on our show today. Um, where we basically ask our guests the same questions as kind of an introduction to each episode, to allow our listeners to kind of get to know you and get to know the type of person you are. So, Summer, do you want to go ahead and do those? Yes. Yeah, so the
2: first question we have is: If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you want to live?
3: Uh, as of now, I would say Barcelona. I studied abroad in Barcelona last summer for about a month there. Uh, I actually learned French, so I don't speak a word of Spanish, but <laughs> I just, I love the food. It's kind of like LA in a bit with just a little bit more seasoning, like a little bit more spice. <laughs> um, yeah. So I love the food, love the people. It's, yeah. So that's where I would live. Yeah. So
2: what is one thing that you're loving right now?
3: Uh, I would say athleisure clothing. Uh, I think it's a staple in quarantine, you know, making sweats look cute. Um, (laughs) So I think that's one thing I'm loving. Yeah. So uh,
2: what motivates you?
3: Uh, For me, I'm very goal oriented. I like having a final vision or a dream. So even though it's not the most realistic thing in the world, you know, I still like to have some vision. And that motivates me to keep going and to keep thriving for that goal. And the last
0: question is, what is the theme song of your life? Uh,
3: I was gonna say what, but I don't think that's appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I there's a new trending song on TikTok right now called "Mad at Disney." Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's by I think I don't know how to pronounce it, but Salem (laughs) Elise. Hopefully I'm not butchering it, (laughs) but um, yeah, she's basically saying how she's mad at Disney for like giving you false perceptions of love. Um, But I think you can apply that to your life, you know, movies and Disney, like they give you these false illusions of what life is supposed to be like. Yeah, that's very true. Very relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So
0: starting with obviously TikTok, what made you want to start making big sis videos?
3: Um, So, actually, I made a video about tampons as a joke. I don't know if you heard the audio. It was, like, if you ever see me in the forest with a grizzly bear, like, the bear better watch out. Yeah, that (laughs) one. Um, So, I made it, like, when I first put in a tampon. And then a whole bunch of, like, people liked it. And I was like, oh, like, I guess, like, people like this kind of stuff and me talking about tampons and periods or, like, girl things. So then the next video that went viral was what shoes to wear to the club. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like, love this. It was the first video that hit uh, one mil on my page. So I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm an only child. And I definitely wished I had uh, an older sister at times like this. Like when I went to college, I had no idea about clubbing, partying, anything, you know, like. People are like, oh, don't go to parties, like don't drink alcohol, but people are going to do it anyway. So it's like, might as well have some information on it, you know, Mm -hmm. I've definitely embarrassed myself. um, So (laughs) (laughs) just like to look out for everyone else who's like kind of curious about all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So what was it like for you when your videos first started becoming popular? Like what kind of direction do you see your platform going in?
3: Uh, At first it was kind of overwhelming because I didn't expect my platform to blow up, you know, I went from around 20 K to like 120 K in probably a span of one or two weeks. So it was like really fast. And I got super overwhelmed with everyone, like asking me questions in my comments and like, I had to save them all my drafts. Um, and I just didn't really know how to manage it. Like, of course I'm so appreciative of every single one of my supporters, but it was just a lot at one time, especially with everything else in my life that was going on. Um, but now, like I have a new, you know, part called Big Bro Lawrence. <laughs> so it's just like it's it that one gives me more fun. I mean, I love doing advice videos, but it can become kind of repetitive. So yeah. um, I love that I have this new kind of humorous part to my page that I can have fun making. Um, so yeah, I guess that's how I felt. I don't know. I kind of went on a tangent, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so, do you feel any pressure being known as like the big sister now that lots of people look up to you and mm-hmm. ask you for advice? Is there any pressure
3: behind that, do you think? Um, I don't think there's really pressure. I mean, I love being the big sister on the internet. There's a lot more things that you can be known as that are not <laughs> as preferable. Um, so, I love being big sister or now big bro on TikTok. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really glad that I can be helpful to so many people online. Mm. So do you receive any backlash for these types of videos at all? Any
1: hate comments or anything? Uh,
3: generally, no. I mean, I do all my research beforehand. I make sure I'm educated on the topic. Um, and if I'm not comfortable speaking on it, I won't make a video about it or make disclaimers, as I did for like the LGBTQ plus community. Um, It's not that I'm ignoring that part of the community, but I just, I'm not part of it. So I don't feel comfortable speaking for them. And I don't think I should speak for them. And it's not my position. So, um, yeah, I generally, I don't receive backlash. But um, like on the recent video where I was like, pulling out is not a birth control method, People are commenting, like, oh, it's worked for me for this amount of years, like, yada, 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 or, like, like a very few number of guys saying, like, oh, my pull-out game is strong or whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, like, I understand where you're coming from, but there's a lot of kids out there who are taught abstinence only, and they have absolutely no real sex education. Mm -hmm. So I think that's more dangerous, and, like, Jamila Jamil, she did um, an interview once and she's saying, like, it's really dangerous having kids learn about sex from like Pornhub and pornography Mm -hmm. because it's a really distorted view of how it should be. Um, So it's like, I think it's better to give them knowledge in a correct way because they're going to learn about it anyway. So I think, yeah, yeah, definitely. I
2: feel like Um, also it's very important, like, it's not just about having. Children, when using protection, it's about protecting yourself from like STDs and stuff like that.
3: For sure, for mm. sure. Especially like you know, people forget that people do have hookups and one night stands. Like it's their personal choice, and I have nothing against that. So I think in the mindset of protection and pregnancy, people think about having a single partner, but that's not the case for a lot of people out there. So um, if you don't get a chance to ask about you know their medical history or something, it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it happens. <laughs> so it's always safer to use a condom than, mm. yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, before you started making these TikTok videos, did you want to do anything kind of similar, like therapy or even teaching or something like that?
3: <laughs> so, teaching, no. Um, I don't have the patience or the personality. <laughs> To be with kids all day. Like I love having conversation. I love making these advice videos. Um, I love getting to know people, but I just thinking about I hated high school. Let me (laughs) like I hated okay, I hated K through 12. That was just Mm. I don't ever want to step back into a high school ever again. And so (laughs) being a teacher is out of the question. (laughs) So um no, I grew up in the church um, as a leader, as, like, a youth group leader. So I've loved – I've always loved helping younger kids and um, answering the questions and whatnot because um, I am an only child. I don't have anyone to ask, and I wasn't really close with anyone older. So um, – and all of them are guys if they were older, and I was close with them. So I was like, I don't have anyone to ask, like, certain questions to. So, hmm. yeah, let was –
1: Definitely yeah, not. Especially. <laughs> especially since tiktok is now such a big platform for teenagers and kind of younger people as well i feel like it's important that they have safe space to go to and ask these kinds of questions for sure for sure yeah hmm.
2: so do you think it's bad that you're having to give give advice and like teach certain things to your followers when school should be doing like their job like teaching kids about this stuff
3: Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> I definitely think that some of these things should be taught in school. And even with periods, I honestly feel like guys should be learning about periods too, because like, mm-hmm. at, someone in their life is going to be going through it. And I think being able to understand The human anatomy and actual, like, what's going on in people will really help them understand and kind of break down stigmas around um, periods or having, like, oh, like, oh, periods are so gross, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's the natural part of life, and I feel like everyone should have knowledge about it. Um, So instead of watching, like, traumatizing birth videos, like, I honestly don't think anyone needs to be watching that. Like, not everyone's going (laughs) to give birth.
0: But everyone's
3: going to have a period, you know, people are going to have Mm. sex. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely needed in schools.
2: Yeah, I saw a video on TikTok actually the other day saying that schools kind of like mainly teach like the male part of sex education and like go really in depth with that. But they don't really talk about the female part. So I feel like. Yeah,
3: for sure. Like some schools even go as far as to teach about like male masturbation and things like that. But they have no topics on like the female body which Mm -hmm. is very I don't know if you would call it sexist but there's definitely a double standard when it comes to bodies and sex when um, like between males and females. Yeah Mm -hmm.
2: did you have any personal experiences in school where you felt students need to know more about certain topics?
3: Mm, I think not necessarily in school but maybe like having some sort of resource outside of school that teaches you more about social life and um, how to manage that. Um, There's resources that tell you like how to manage your time and whatnot, but there's not really the nitty gritties on like how to avoid being um, in a vulnerable position at parties or something like that. So I think that knowledge is also Mm, very important um, just to keep safe and protect yourself. Because if I was around, people with not the greatest intentions like when I first like went out to um like clubs or whatnot I definitely would have like there are definitely times that I would have been like taken advantage of if they weren't good people so Mm -hmm. um yeah I think that's something more that can be emphasized
2: yeah so you said earlier that you, did, you were an only child and you didn't have any other siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have like a big sister role model that you turned to for advice or did you have to learn everything on your own?
3: Uh, for me, I'm really close with my mom. She's my best friend. So like I tell her everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been able to rely on my mom to ask any questions. Um, but yeah, other than that, YouTube. Uh, <laughs> yeah. YouTube was my go-to sister, like Jen M. Uh, soothing Sista, stephanie villa um i think those are the two main creators that who are asian back then um like michelle fawn too with all the makeup Love stuff that. so um it was like when youtube like kind of really started and there weren't many asian there wasn't much asian representation in the media at all so i think those are the three creators that i really looked up to and got a lot of tips on how to do my hair and my makeup um, cause my mom doesn't know how to do hair or makeup. <laughs> so like I had to do all that myself.
0: <laughs> um, well, because you are so well known for your advice videos, we thought we'd do a segment where we give you some of our follower scenarios or concerns they have, and maybe you could give them some advice if you're okay with that.
3: Yes, for sure.
0: Well, the first one was, when do you know you're ready to have sex with someone you're dating?
3: Um, that's a very personal question I think it's very um case-to-case basis but I think one if you're not comfortable enough to ask like their medical history or like not comfortable to like talk about sex then you shouldn't be having sex in the first place so um like if you can't even have like a mature conversation about it I don't think you should be having relations in the first place just my opinion but um that's, yeah, kids are, they're, like, I hear about these, like, 12, 13-year-olds, like, having, like, relations already. I'm, like, you guys don't even that's know insane. how to, like, ask for water at a restaurant. Like, <laughs> I'm like wait, wait, how are, I, I just, it's, it scares me, you know, because they're going into this without knowing. And then that's why we have 14-year-olds who are pregnant, um, mm-hmm. which, I mean, again, like, it happens and, you know, you deal with that when it happens, but it just, you could have prevented that with the proper education. So yeah. um, I think that's very personal. And when you know, you know, I think so. That's kind of, anyway. it's, <laughs> it's really personal. So I yeah. I it can't really give a general answer that will satisfy everyone. But I think <laughs> that's my, that's my answer. <laughs> I get what you mean though with
0: maturity as well because there's a lot that comes with sex, especially afterwards. Like if you're emotionally mature enough to like handle and I'm, like emotionally mm-hmm. well enough, because if that relationship ends and things like that, because it can be quite difficult, especially when you've done something as intimate as that. For
3: so sure. I definitely
0: agree with like the age and how mature you are and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, the next one was someone said my boyfriend and I laugh a lot and get along really well he has the ability to make me feel really low is it unhealthy that he has this much control over my mood.
3: Mm, I think when you're in a relationship, that person is really valuable to you in your life. So obviously, they're going to have some sort of weight in how you feel. But if your mood solely depends on that person, like you're only happy because of that person, and you're only sad or feeling emotions because of that person, I don't think that's a really healthy attachment because um, I made a video about this, actually, that if... So (laughs) you learn to depend on your significant other in a relationship, you know? um, That's kind of the thing. You become vulnerable with each other. You are kind of a support for each other, but you should never really need each other, you know? You should be an independent being, Um, They're there to support you, to help you through, to give you love and affection. But I don't think you should depend completely on a single person because you yourself should be standing alone and strong. And um, yeah, so you want them to want you in their life. Um, How do I stop comparing myself to other girls? I know
1: they have their own insecurities But it's hard when I see my boyfriend liking their pictures.
3: Mm. So I definitely had a huge um, problem with comparing myself to other girls constantly. Not even just like girls in real life, but girls on the internet, um, like K-pop idols, actresses. You know, um, I had a struggle with body dysmorphia and I would always like try to find crash diets or something and like starve myself and over exercise to fit in to that beauty standard Mm -hmm. so I can become that girl that I was comparing myself to um but what really helped me was changing my mindset and constantly catching myself when I think that way so if I see myself being obviously it still happens these days but when I see that and I'm like oh why am I feeling jealous right now? I like catch myself. and like, she's beautiful in her own way, but I'm also beautiful in my own way. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone has something that's their strength. That's their weakness. And other girls will be looking at you just the same, you know? Oh, I wish I was her. I wish I had her features or whatnot. So, um, yeah, I think it starts from changing your mindset and also like, I don't understand girls who like constantly put other girls down because wouldn't you want a girl gang that's like so powerful that when you just like walk into a room like everyone's (laughs) looking at you you know like I was like I never understood why like people were like oh I only have uglier friends than me or like quote-unquote uglier you know and they're like you can't be prettier than me like or like gatekeeping makeup and hair and stuff like that I'm like Shouldn't you want to have like pretty friends like do you not want to have pretty friends like i don't understand where you're coming from like i want to have pretty friends like they bring my average up like can we just can we just all bring each other's average up like please so yeah i think that's
1: that's how i stopped yeah that's such a good point um so do you have any other
3: tips on building self-confidence at all um so self-confidence is definitely something that's an everyday thing um I definitely have low days where I'm like, oh, I feel so ugly. I feel like a potato, like don't talk to me kind of days. <sighs> but, you know, just finding things, little things that make you happy in a day. Like maybe it's just doing your hair or taking a shower for 30 minutes, you know, something that boosts your mood a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just every day find something that can make you happy and confident in yourself.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's just okay. so that,
3: like little things like having like a shower or something can definitely build your
2: confidence.
3: Yeah, or just for putting sure. On, like,
2: like mascara or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It just makes you feel a lot better. It feels <laughs> like you completed something. For sure, for sure. Um, so here's another scenario. Well, it's not really a scenario. It's just got sent in. Mm-hmm. Um, What are the signs that I'm, I'm in a toxic friendship?
3: I think one of the biggest things is if it's a win for you and it's not a win for them so i think i always keep that in mind is like are they being supportive of my goals are they being non-judgmental so if they're constantly putting you down making you feel bad about yourself then that's a toxic friendship also Mm -hmm. if like they're just there to take advantage of you to ask you things only when they need you then that's also a sign of a toxic friendship uh, so you never want someone to just use you for the things they need um but yeah i think that's the main part there are also many other signs but i think that's the things that i keep in mind mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so this
2: is another scenario how do i help my friend who struggles with mental health issues he gets really depressed but comes across super happy and doesn't like talking about his emotions so how do i approach him
3: you know everyone deals with their mental health issues um differently so maybe he just wants you to treat him like another happy person you know some people just need that and i always say like don't make assumptions when people are going through a hard time like don't try to do things for them that they don't want because they need to receive the help and support in the way that they need. So instead of assuming, I would probably ask, um, like, what he needs in his life. But um, if he, like, if he doesn't say it, just, like, let it go, you know. It's not your problem to fix. So um, that's how I would always approach people who are having a hard time saying, like, hey, like, I know you're going through this. I'm just here to support you in any way that you need. Um, so just let me know whenever um, whatever comes up just I'm here for you and I think that's the biggest thing you can do Mm -hmm. yeah because
0: I feel like it's really hard because when you have a friend or someone that you know who's going through something you want to try and fix them but like you said Mm -hmm. it's not your problem you shouldn't be in charge of their mental health and Mm -hmm. I don't know I think it's really difficult I think they need to not help themselves but they know what they need mm-hmm. and it can feel quite overwhelming having someone constantly trying to fix you all the time and it'll make you feel more broken. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So thank you for answering all of those questions from our yeah, followers and stuff. <laughs> um, we have a final question um, about you. So mm-hmm. where do you see yourself in the future? Do you have like any future career goals in store or any future plans?
3: Uh, for sure. So, right now I'm pursuing a marketing major with a French minor. So, I'd love to use that in some sort of uh, international business, particularly in fashion, luxury, you know, skincare, makeup, or wines, even. I'd love to work with wines at some point <laughs> in my life. <eye. laughs> um, so, the more immediate goal, I think, is I'm graduating this year. So, finding a job is going to be really difficult with uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm thinking like maybe I'll just go to Korea for a year and teach English there and then figure out what I want to do after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, even if you plan things out, it's not always going to happen the way you want <laughs> it to. So, yeah. 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 2020
1: is pretty <laughs> 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 um Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode today, Lauren. We've loved having you. Of course. Thank you for having me. You guys are so great. Um. Thank cute. you. <laughs> um. Do you want to take a minute to tell our followers where they can find you?
3: TikTok, Instagram, anything like that? For sure. So my TikTok and my Instagram are both the same at Lauren J I H. Um, and then Big Bro also has his own Instagram account now. So Big Bro Lawrence. Um, oh, yeah. I love those. videos. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All my socials are the same across all the platforms. So sorry thank Perfect. you um i'll
1: we'll link all of those in the podcast description so you guys can go check them out um and you should be following lauren already like her <laughs> videos are so helpful
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's it for this week guys we will see you next week make sure to follow us on Apple podcast spotify wherever and follow our instagram which is at the little Women podcast so you can ask our future guests questions and see when new episodes coming out um and that's it from us. Thank you so much again, yes, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.